welcome back to the Chorus of Nights podcast. I'm Cooper. This is Jack. Today, we are doing a second part to our Star Wars Duel series. We've completely reformatted it. Uh, we've got heaps of new characters. We're going to discuss planets, uh, context, and random attributes going throughout the, the fight. So, let's get straight into it. Let's head to the new wheels. All right. Let's start with the characters. So the way we're going to do it is one of us will be assigned a character and then we'll work through the rest and then we'll debate about what will happen. So character one, Jack, this can be your character. Alrighty. I hope I get a strong one to start off. It'll make it a little easy for me. Oh, okay. That was okay. Dengar. Okay. I I totally thought you were going to get Balin there. That would have been crazy. All right. And this is my character. Oh. oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh. Right. Um. Oh. Okay. Oh. So oh. we've got. Oh. Uh, who's your? Character? <laughs> I already forgot. Dengar. 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 That's right. Yeah. Keller and Beck. All right. Let's see about oh, where they're fighting. What planet are they fighting on? It's going to be important. The terrain can determine everything. They are fighting on the frozen planet. Oh, man. Oh. Interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've got some good stuff to say already. All right. Let's right. see context. Going into the fight, what's, what's you know, what's the background information? What's actually going to happen? All right. Jack's character, character one, is an expert yeah. on the planet's terrain. So, Dengar knows Hoth pretty well. Dengar. I already thought he would have. So, uh, that's actually perfect for my... Uh... Yeah, I'll say. And then one random occurrence during the fight is going to be... Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. An X-Wing crash lands next to them during the fight. This just a rehash of a weird fan fiction <laughs> of... Um... Empire Strikes Back here? Like, what's happening here? Yeah, I'll say. Is that- um, <laughs> Unreal. All right. Um, do you want to argue first? Yeah. I'm yeah. down. Okay. All right. Go. So, for all you who do not know Dengar, briefly, he's a bounty hunter, very skilled in his uh, um format. Uh, he has kind of this kind of, like, bandages kind of, like, wrapped around his face and stuff because he had something that... I think explosion or fire, some that ruined his face and stuff. So he protects it with that kind of stuff. Anyway, he was really good friends with uh, Bosk and uh, Boba Fett. So he was in kind of league with them. We saw him briefly in Empire. So the reason why I think he would beat Kaloran Beck is I think the advantage here is that Dengar has had much more experience in terms of uh, kind of uh, adapting to a fight because he's been in more fights, I think, than Kaloran because Kaloran was... Kaloran was the, what's it called, the Jedi trainer for the kids, the youngling, the younglings. He wasn't ever proper, you know, expert in, I would say, uh, just random fights because he was always at the Coruscant Temple Academy and stuff training the younglings. He only really probably had to, as we saw in the flashbacks, fight uh, the clones, which I think anyone could probably, no offense, take out if they are willingly knowing that they're about to turn on him because... Most of the times, like, for example, Yoda knew that they were turning, so he chopped them. But, like, when you get surprised, that's a bit different. But anyway, Dengar on Hoth. 
since he's already wrapped up and he's very layered, I think he won't be affected by the planet's climate. And obviously, because Dengar knows host terrain very well because of the context, I think that he would have had many much experience there on how to like be stealthy and also get the element of surprise on Kaloran, who might be obviously not aware of the planet's um surface, maybe even the planet's um creatures such as uh the 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 womp the wampa. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, one. yeah, I think so, or something like that. <clears throat> and then with the X wing crashing near them, I think that would only just extend Dengar's ability to use the X wing's crashed um turret and infantry because he's good with weaponry and military uh what's it called um experience. So I think Dengar would absolutely obliterate Kaloran because I think Kaloran is not one of the best Jedi, obviously in terms of all of them. I think he's inexperienced with against bounty hunters and he's obviously inexperienced with the context of the planet. And I think uh with Dengar's artillery and armory and knowledge, I think he would he would um get the element of surprise and wipe Kaloran back out before an even close combat occurs. So I think that's my thing. Okay, you made you made good arguments. I think obviously Kaloran Beck is disadvantaged in not knowing the Hoth terrain in this scenario. Um, the aspect of the element of surprise, I think, is probably a bit weak just because Kaloran Beck's got the force and so he can kind of sense things that are going to happen. Um, he's also a Jedi and he's got two lightsabers, which is crazy. So he can block all those blaster bolts and everything. I think that the saving grace for Kaloran Beck is actually the X Wing crashing because I think that. Someone's got to be piloting that X-Wing. So someone's coming to help Kaloran Beck. Because why would they be coming to help Dengar? The the, the rebels pilot the, the X-Wings. So obviously someone's coming to help him. Not not a bounty hunter. Um, but even if that's the case, even if he has backup, I still think he wipes the floor with Dengar. Um, he's obviously very good at close quarters. I don't. We don't know much about his combat style. Um, but he seems to be very quick with the way he flings his lightsabers around. So I think in terms of the weaponry that Dengar uses, I think that that's probably a good matchup for Kaloran Beck. I would probably only say that the thing that's disadvantaging him is the planet. Because I, I don't know many Jedi that would uh, go on to go into Hoth not knowing what to expect and not adapt very well to the conditions. So I still think he wins. Uh, just, yeah, I, I just think that the main thing that's letting him down is that Dengar is an expert on on Hoth. Can I say, can I say that I think Kaloran only picks up two lightsabers in that flashback. I think he just uses one, though, but he knows how to use two. Yeah. And also, of course, and still ended up being frozen basically out there and getting stuck by a Wampa. So I think knowing... Um, having the force ability to know about getting jumped is actually is actually quite contradicting because what we know about Hoth, there's so much happening. Sensors are blocked. Nah, uh, nah, no, no, no. Luke was Luke was young and untrained. Kaloran Beck is a trained Jedi. Kaloran's not experienced though in the field. He's a, he's uh, a purely yeah. I don't know. I think that would be a tough battle though. I think you're be. not getting enough tough. Uh, I don't think it's a wiper floor. No way. No, it's not ways, a wiper floor. floor. I think yeah. All right. That, um, what... Let's move to number two. Let's. I'll do. Mine will be the first one now. This one. Mm-hmm. This one's for me, and then we'll decide your one. <sighs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Let's oh, go. No. 
Rain Admiral Thrawn. All right, and number two. I feel like I already know what your reasoning for every encounter will be. (laughs) This could Oh, 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 what a matchup. What a matchup. This is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. I'll just do Thrawn. Uh, Thrawn versus Moth Gideon. This would be a great fight, I reckon. Okay, what planet are they fighting on? Let's find out. It depends very much on the situation and resource. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Mustafa. Oh, yeah. Let's find out about this context. Let's see what happens or what we know about these two characters before the battle. All right. Both characters. My character. Oh, Thrawn. Recently lost one of his close friends. Mm. We don't even know who his close friend is. Well, hypothetically, he's lost someone. And what happens happens during the battle? Something that happens during the battle could be natural disaster. Don't know. We're going to find out. The Jedi was summoned by a civilian witness. The Jedi are Wow. Interesting. This is a great setup for a fight. Yeah, that is real. All right, I'll start. Um... So Thrawn is obviously one of the most uh, strategically impressive characters in Star Wars. Uh, Not only that, but we have shown that he, maybe not in Ahsoka, but definitely in Rebels. And I didn't read the Thrawn novels, but I'm assuming in the Thrawn novels, he is quite um, physically dominant as well. Uh, I don't see that with Moff Gideon. Obviously, he possesses the Darksaber that, that one time... So, you know, he's got that going for him. But in terms of brute strength, we saw Thrawn in Rebels take on, I think they're early versions of Dark Troopers or something. I can't remember what they are, but he wiped the floor with them. So I I think that, obviously, Thrawn ups Moff Gideon strategically and physically. Um, He's also got a vengeance. Obviously, he's lost a friend. He's, He's trying to avenge his fallen friend. That always motivates someone to... To go the extra length. The only thing that I think... Well, it, I feel like the the Jedi arriving is kind of irrelevant. It wouldn't really change how the battle is fought. Because they're both... And the Jedi are enemies of both of them. I think what it would do is just kind of force them both on the back foot. But, I, I yeah, that's kind of hard to work into this narrative. And on Mustafar... Um, Moff Gideon, I think, I don't know, he's a human. He would probably not adapt very well to the hot conditions. Thrawn is a Chiss. I don't know much about the Chiss. Maybe they're a bit better. But, yeah, I think Thrawn just peaks above Moff Gideon in both aspects and has that extra motivation because of losing a friend. Thank you. I appreciate you laughing. <laughs> Here we go. You are forgetting one of the most vital pieces of information, not just the dark saber. Moff Gideon, if we're talking about any stage of them, he was in the suit, in the dark trooper suit, which gave him unbearable strength. He would absolutely obliterate Thrawn physically in a hand-to-hand combat. Mandalorian couldn't even hit him properly. He needed the help with Grogu's force ability. Thrawn doesn't have force. Mandal- literally, Moff Gideon in that suit would just 
King hit, Thrawn, he's knocked out. Anyway, that's physical one one on one. Yes, I admit, Thrawn is much smarter than Moff Gideon, all right? But Moff Gideon has had the power to clone, right? So if we're talking that he sends his clones out in these Dark Trooper suits, game over for Thrawn. Game over. Also, if we're talking about military power in this current state of the time, Moff Gideon actually currently holds more greater alliances with uh, troopers and Imperial remnants. Thrawn currently is still presumed dead, or if we're talking about this kind of situation. A lot of people don't side with Thrawn because they think he's kind of like a terrorist, not really a part of the Imperial kind of Navy, right? After all this kind of shit. So, I mean, stuff. Um, So, we've got... And then also, you've also got Thrawn losing a friend. You can say that that makes him more empowered, but you could say that that's actually made him more, like, kind of mentally sad. He's not in the right mind frame. You know why? Moff Gideon was the one that killed his best friend. <gasps> He's lost his friend. Gideon was the one. Whoa! So he... You've got a vendetta that makes it actually mean more for them to fight each other rather than just who wants to be the, the you know, top top leader, top dog. So I actually think Moff Gideon, with that Dark Trooper suit, even if Thrawn tries to overpower him with his mental capabilities, Moff Gideon just wipes the floor with him too easily. And and with the Mustafar setting, he's got the Dark Trooper armor. <clears throat> he's probably got more resilience in terms of he won't feel the heat as much because probably got some cooling systems in there. With the Jedi arriving too, that means Moff would have to force his hand more against Thrawn because Thrawn would obviously be kind of like a tactician. He probably has some good defense or something, but then Moff would have to try and force himself against Thrawn on a 1v1 because he knows he'd be able to best him in that kind of one-on-one situation. So I think Moff wipes the floor with him, even without wow. the Darksaber. Wow. Darksaber? Wow. That's crazy. I would love yeah. to see that in like live action. I mean, they already hinted at them having a rivalry between each other because Moff did not care or want Thrawn to return. So Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Two good ones in a row. All right. Number three. Jack, this can be uh, your one first. All right. Oh, okay. Okay, Ahsoka Tano. Jack's is Jack's avatar. Avatar is Ahsoka. My avatar is. Oh come on! Oh okay. my god! Okay. Oh All right. my gosh! All right, they're gonna have to have some massive advantage here. Uh, my last yeah. or something. I've, because... I've... This is crazy. I gotta have some saving grace. I got Lobot. If anyone's listening on Spotify or. Um, yeah. podcast. All right, we're fighting on Yavin. Even better for a soap. Yavin. Oh. Uh, what is the context going into the fight? Let's see. Got the wheels spinning. Uh, Jack's character has a bounty on them. Ahsoka's got a bounty on them. Interesting. That might be helpful for Lobot, but. I don't know how much Slowbot knows people. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta put a lot of faith in whatever's coming in this one. Oh, yeah, 100%. You hope that's um, a big event. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, this is a... Jar Jar Binks runs through the middle of the fight at some point. Okay. You know what? Yeah, you go first. I think you need it. I think, I think you need to go first. Okay. The only thing I know about Lobot is that he was in The Empire Strikes Back and that he was a part of 
Cloud's Lando's people on there. I'm pretty sure he also is in Rebels. I might be mistaken, but um, I don't even know what he does. I don't know what he does. He's, let me help you out here, Cooper, for a second. He has that thing on his head, right? Yeah. I think he's hopped up into like some computer tech stuff. So maybe he's he's okay. part cyborg. Let's just right. say for the sake of okay, like, all right, knowledge. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe maybe Lobot used his circuits to put a bounty on Ahsoka. So Lobot's mm-hmm. only saving grace is to. Uh, hope that other people come after him. I mean, we know Jar Jar is coming. Jar Jar is arriving at some point, so he might crash and stumble into Ahsoka, and maybe Lobot it's can so just do a hard. WWE go one, two, three, and then win the fight. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I really don't have any argument here. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Lobot is useless, and I really don't have an argument for him. Sorry. <laughs> I think. Um... Let me just wipe the floor here. Yeah. We've got like a twin lightsabers against a human with some cybernetics on the head. We're on the planet of Yavin. We've seen what Ahsoka does in Forest. She's stealthy. She's quick. She appears. She disappears. She approaches Lobot. Force pushes Lobot into the forest. Lobot disappears and Ahsoka's like, oh. And then we've got Ahsoka having the bounty. Lobot, I'm going to I'm gonna back you up here, Cooper. I'm doing a fan fiction <laughs> here, right? He calls in Boba Fett. Boba Fett brings Mando. Mando doesn't like Ahsoka for some weird reason. You've got Mando and you got Mando and Boba Fett <laughs> trying to take out Ahsoka. They 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 struggle with they struggle to take out Ahsoka, but you know Lobot, you know seems to have the higher ground at one point. Jaja Binks runs through, accidentally steps on the on Lobot's toe. He falls over, breaks his circuitry, and dies. Ah. Oh. No, Ahsoka's wouldn't that one. be sad if 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 Lobot died to Jar Jar and not Ahsoka? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh gosh, there's no, there is no possible way, ladies and gentlemen, that Lobot would win. They're, oh, that's so funny. Less than a percent. That is. Yeah. That's all, right. all right, let's get Maybe on. We've got the time more after that. One more, I reckon. One more. All right, Let's the last it. one. So for a good one, uh, this will be my character. Yeah. Oh, you're bad. please oh. be bad like Luke. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was, was Leonardo. Well. Yeah. Okay, and next one, Bygone Jin, taking on. Oh. Okay. This could be interesting. Please. This is good. This is going to be a good discussion here. This will be a great discussion. All right. What planet are they fighting on? Probably be Mandalore. That would be sick for my character. If it was Mandalore, that would be good. Mine's like so behind on on, on my screen. (laughs) That's all right. Um, Geonosis. Let's go. I don't, think I don't think both of them would know much about Genosis. So this is actually, yeah. unless, unless the context helps. Well, we're about to find out. Let's see. It's all been character ones recently. And I think we're getting more. That would be my character. Qui-Gon is secretly part of the Shadow Collective. Whoa. What? Whoa. Wait, so Qui-Gon's actually evil? What? 
That's crazy. That's a great revelation. And that's just like they weren't even when he was alive. <laughs> what happens during the what happens during the fight? That's so funny. This okay, we've so already likely. had this one. We've already had this one. I'm gonna remove it. Go again. Let's yeah, give we'll it another again. spin. Let's give it another spin. Makes sense because Qui-Gon's <laughs> That's true. Okay, interesting. The Coruscant hey. Guard arrived to try and stop the fight. The right. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's my fault. Is it Coruscant? I always write Coruscant Knights. That's hilarious. Coruscant Guard arrived. Okay. I'd like to go first if that's right with you. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so on paper, I think it's pretty obvious who wipes the floor with uh, the fight just purely because of how notorious Qui-Gon Jinn is with the Force. He was the one that learned about being coming a Force ghost. But I think Bo-Katan's upper hand here is that she does wield the Darksaber. Let's say this, right? And she also was very good with the Darksaber, unlike um, Mando, who was utterly useless with it, to be honest. So I'm going to say that on a physicality level, with Bo-Katan's armor, which protects from lightsaber strikes and stuff, hand-to-hand, I think they're both quite evenly matched, which means I think Qui-Gon will have to rely on his force abilities more with this. But if Bo-Katan's jetpack doesn't get affected in this situation, I think her mobility and versatility might might be an upper hand for Geonosis, since it's a bit of a rocky, deserty terrain with a lot of, like, weird... Um, you know how, like, there was those weird, like, kind of holes in the ground which go yeah. below the... the and have those G-notions there. So yeah. I think Bo-Katan is a lot more mo- mobile in this on this planet. But with Qui-Gon being a part of the Shadow Collective, that could mean he might bring help. Well, I don't know who was alive around the... Like, let's just say Qui-Gon survived to the time of the Shadow Collective. Let's just say for yeah. the sake. He's still with the Jedi somehow, and the Jedi is still chilling somehow. So let's say he's got the help of, let's say, Dryden Voss, for, for instance. Dryden Voss has good connections with uh, other bounty hunters and kind of just general mob to help back up Qui-Gon. So he does have access to more people, you would say. But the Coruscant guards arriving. Now, I'm going to say for this instance, they're actually not going to... Because they don't try and stop the fight here. They're not siding with anyone. I think they're not going to side with Qui-Gon after seeing that he's with the Shadow Collective. I think this is the revelation. They're like, at the time, the Coruscant, let's say the Coruscant guards are still loyal to the Jedi and Coruscant. They're like, wow, Bo-Katan's trying to stop a rogue Jedi here. Let's help out Bo-Katan. So Bo-Katan's got the Coruscant Guard, and we know that they are pretty, they're pretty, pretty uh, vicious, you would say. They're pretty brutal. So I think that with, so I think it's going to be one-on-one first. It's going to have Qui-Gon, Bo-Katan. Qui-Gon's going to go in there with his lightsaber. Bo-Katan's going to ignite the darksaber, and he's going to shock him. He, do- she, he doesn't know that she has it. So they're dueling it out. But then both of the armies come um, to back up each of them. And I think this is where Bogotan sadly maybe falls. But I'm going to have hope that the Coruscant Guard takes out the Shadow Collective merchants. And we have Bogotan from above, zips up Qui-Gon, chucks him down the hole to the Gene Oceans, and they have their way. And, that, and that's how the fight ends, in my opinion. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's fun. I was thinking about it. It's kind of quite silly that... Um... Qui-Gon is also a part of the same, um, I guess, yeah, they're, they're a group, um, the same group as the guy who killed him in this, in this one. So, in that sense, more killing, more killing Qui-Gon Jinn 
was just a hoax. It was a coup to make Obi-Wan train Anakin so that he would fall to the dark side and then redeem himself later. So if Qui-Gon went to Geonosis and, you know, was just acting all shady, he lived and, um, you know, he was just kind of slithering around in the, in the, in the underworld of Geonosis, I think he'd have a good shot. Um, being part of the Shadow Collective obviously helps because he's going to get the aid of uh, the uh, Crimson Dawn, of the Hutt Cartel, the Knight Brothers. I think that's uh, really valuable tools to have at his disposal if he's coming to his aid. And of course, uh, Darth Maul. But he was kind of, at this point in time, depends on when we're setting the fight. That's an, we, need to, uh, is, we need to add that next uh, next time. Yeah, setting of time period, I think, era. Yeah, time period, cool. yeah, that'd be good. Um, the Coruscant Guard arriving. So my thing mm-hmm. is, I think, obviously, they're trying to stop the fight, but they're, they're trained to defend Coruscant. They have no That's experience true. on Geonosis. So mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get to them, it depends on where they're fighting, but if they're fighting at like, the top of a mountain or something... I think the Coruscant, uh, the Coruscant, Coruscant Guard are going to struggle to get there. Or if it's through these like hallways and chambers, they might not find them. So they can arrive to try and stop the fight, but maybe they won't. Um, mm. In terms of hand-to-hand, I think Qui-Gon's very conservative in the way he fights. He's more of a defender. And I think yeah. Bo-Katan is more likely to overexert herself and um, uh, like trip on, her own, trip on her own shoelaces rather than actually... Um, be taken out by Qui-Gon. So I think it's really easy if Bo-Katan like, just goes for a punch or something with the blasters, she trips and falls, Qui-Gon lightsaber, bang, down to her, uh, down to her um, chest. So I think that, yeah, Qui-Gon, obviously he's trying to win. He's not trying to preserve any lives. lives. He's, he's there for the kill. So, yeah, I think he wins in this location. He was on Tatooine. He was on Tatooine. Tatooine and Geonosis, similar climates, different planets, yeah. different, similar climates. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think he'd do well. And obviously, I think everything, including the context, just uh, points towards him having the upper hand and also being able to deal with uh, Bo-Katan quite easily. I think, you're, I think you're not giving Bo-Katan enough credit, to be honest. Saying she'll trip over... <laughs> yeah. Bo-Katan. She's the ruler of Mandalore at one point. <laughs> well, at one point. The only I can't get the Bo Katan of um Mando season three out of my head, sorry. But um that was yeah, that honestly when discussing this, maybe not with Qui-Gon, but I would like to see Bo Katan versus like the old Maul or something, you know what I mean? That'd be mm. so cool. That would be great. I feel like it's a bit of a tangent, but it's the last one, so let's sum it up. But I think what I would like to see more. It, we got a glimpse of it with Ahsoka and Mando when they first met, but then it was done because it's like, uh, Bo-Katan sent me, whatever. Um, it would be cool to see more Jedi and Mando's kind of fight live action because, yeah. or even because of just the way that the Mandalorians move and kind of have all these weaponry. I just, I think it was always such a cool dynamic to see them on the screen. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good fights. Yeah. The only one that was thinking a blowout is Ahsoka and... Lobot, yeah, Lobot. that wasn't great. Hadn't you got Jar Jar in there as well? Yeah, I think the other ones would be interesting to see. Maybe not, yeah, the only one I wouldn't want to see is Ahsoka Lobot, but yeah. the others I'd be very much down to see, especially Thrawn and Mark. Wow. Yeah, that would be crazy. 
That would be crazy. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Good. That was good. I think when we bring you a part three of this series, we'll definitely include time period because that will just determine what type of character we're getting. Like, we can talk about Ahsoka being in her Padawan form or her uh, wise Gandalf form. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But that's it for Star Wars Jewels Part 2. Thanks for watching. If you've enjoyed it, subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button and hit the notification bell as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. So you don't miss out on any uh, videos. And yeah, we'll see you next week for um, our next podcast. Sounds good. See you guys. Bye.